you. Thanks for tapping into us on Taps Keg podcast, where we talk about sobriety and mental health so that you can take something and use it in your own life. We believe there's only one right way to get sober, and that's the way that works for you. I'm RJ Zimmerman, and I am excited to be joined by my friend and I would say most frequent guest on the podcast, uh, Up for the Challenge from Up for Mental Health. How are you doing today, Up? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I probably am one of the most frequent guests now, um, which is, is kind of weird because, of course, I actually don't um, – I, I, hmm. I was going to say I don't have a problem with alcohol, but maybe that's just something I haven't realized yet. Um, but <laughs> I am English. It's uh, so yeah. No, I'm doing. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay today. I, I, I keep realizing that I seem to have bags under my eyes that are worse than normal. Which, given the fact that it's the afternoon for me in the morning for you, may suggest I need a little bit more relaxation. But I'm doing okay. And you know, for me, that could be allergies, right? Like my allergies are like I don't. It's flipping February. It's February, and my allergies are off the walls. I don't know what is going on this year. Usually it's like March, mm. March to December or so, and then like January, February, I'm okay. Nope, it's flipping February, and I'm I've already got them, and it's like, dang it. You got hay fever then, or? It's just like just a stuffy nose that when I take my I know it's allergies because I take my daily allergy pill. Yeah. It goes away. Oh, Whereas just... if I don't take it, it like my nose runs all day. So does sorry hay does hay fever make sense to an American? I don't know if that's an English term. Okay, so like hay fever to me is like when your allergies are more than just a stuffy nose. Like you have you have oh, uh, okay. red eyes, runny eyes, like dehydrated. You might have a little bit of a fever, but like uh, that's more of like hay fever to me. Than oh, we we just call it kind of levels. Whether you have a little bit of hay fever or if you whether you have really bad hay fever. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. So that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense then. Yes, yeah, so is it a bit warmer there at the moment? Then is it like a warm February for you? Actually, it's been a little bit cooler. It's it's pretty. I mean, it's mild where I'm at, at no matter what. But it's been like the their av the average. It hasn't been an actually warm winter. Uh, last year was a lot warmer, and it didn't have it. So I don't know if it's like something in my house. There's more dust, uh, stuff like that, or maybe there's a spot that's moldy that I haven't found. That <laughs> like because. Yeah. Two little kids running around. You never know where the spills are. You never know if there's going to be some mold somewhere. That's true. Or you just like me, and you, you just don't tend to do that much cleaning because <laughs> fuck that. But yeah, I mean the, the 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 weather is is a bit up and down at the moment. I mean, I mean, Christmas and granted this was winter, but Christmas in Florida was colder than the UK. The hell, Florida. <laughs> I don't come to you for air conditioning, Florida. <laughs> I'm just out in Florida going, I, how is it two degrees hotter in England? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, the weather has been, uh, you know, for the last 10 years, really, just different. Mm. And so, you know, and speaking about different, if you're looking to have a different relationship with alcohol, why don't you go to untappedkeg.com and look at some of the coaching programs that um, are offered there and see if there's something there that you'd like to interact with and sign up for a call, see if coaching is for you. So up for those who don't know, can you give us a little background on up for mental health? Yeah. Um, segue King there, by the way, from RJ. Um, but <laughs> so, yeah, so up for mental health is a mental health charity, um, a, a small mental health charity in the UK. Um, really got birthed out of the fact that I used to be a mental health streamer on Twitch. Uh, uh, haven't done that for a couple of years now, actually. Jeez. Life goes a time go. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's where I kind of came from. And um, I was interested in mental health there and other people in the mental health space. Um, met your, yourself and some other people on there and thought, you know, this isn't I, I mean i created a list of of helpful phone numbers and websites and stuff uh that actually other mental health streamers started to then use as their default and just thought that there's there's something more i can do here because other people don't seem to necessarily have the same way of thinking as me um about um as you said at the beginning you know the only way of uh, of kind of getting sober is is the way that works for you. And that wasn't necessarily something that was being used as terminology for mental health at the time of like, for me, it's always, if it works for you, it works for you, end of. 
Um, and so I just thought, well, other charities are doing this. They're going down the counselling route. Other charities are going down the research route. And so is it a charity that just creates something for, like, things that you can just start to get into that then help you as a kind of therapy? Rather than just a talking therapy, a lot of people from myself, I run as therapy. I do martial arts as therapy. Some people game as therapy. And actually, during the pandemic especially, there was research into uh, mindfulness. I think it came out of the uh, University of Cambridge, how mindfulness and well-being was actually improved in real time through um, specific gaming. I think it was actually, it was um, um, Plants versus Zombies. Love that. Um, Makes and, sense. Yeah, and um, Farmville. I, I think it was Farmville or something like that. Those were the two that they, they used. And despite older research that kind of um, said that gaming was bad for it, none of that was in real time. They did this in real time and it showed mindfulness, uh, sorry, mental health and well-being improved during that time, in real time. Um, and there's a lot of research about how hobbies can help you about these things. And I was like, well, okay, so this isn't just my thought process. This isn't just me. Um, I'm a very kind of facts and figures person. And I was like, okay, so this is just a thing. So let's do something about it. Let's let's do it. Um, we hit a roadblock kind of immediately because of nonsensical ways in, way in, in how we do it in the UK. Um, so uh, the way when it was originally created, we actually lost one of the, the original trustees because they had... Um, other commitments so we kind of rebranded well it didn't rebrand but we kind of relaunched got the right things in place and then went for it again with a load more things so we now have a load of um videos online that are always being updated as well that are in um cooking that are how to start a podcast that are um how to throw yourself in martial arts things that you might get into that might help your mental health, that might be something that you find enjoyable. There's so many people out there that like cooking. Okay, well, here's a couple of recipes. Why don't you follow this and put yourself in a, in a place where you're like, okay, this is a good place for me. This is, this is relaxing for me. This is good for me. Because that's still therapy. It's therapeutic and by default therapy. So that's what we do as a, um, a mental health charity. We've now also um, brought in the uh, training for uh, practitioners in mindfulness to try and bring that into it as well and we also started last year and uh, continuing to this year to be in real life so to speak so we're going to be out in the public we did our uh, martial arts for mental health which was showing people um, kind of getting them involved in, in martial arts and having more of a connection with their own body but also talking about how there there's an interaction with anxiety and things like that in the same space so i kind of garbled that into one but that's kind of who we are we, we are a mix of different things and the main thing is if it works for you it works for you and we don't necessarily want to go down the same standard paths as everybody else and that's that's the beauty for those who don't know like i am also a trustee for up for mental health and that's the beauty of it though. Like when we talked about it, that got me excited is being able to take these things and translate it to, Oh, you can use this in your real life right now. Like these are things that you can take and do that will give you a return on investment. That is very quick. Instead of just people saying, Oh, you should do this thing for your mental health. And it's like a very high barrier for entry, which for people in the United States, people in, the UK from like what I've heard all around the world, getting in, finding that therapist is a high barrier for entry because there's wait lists. There's, you know, in the United States, it can be expensive. Uh, other places like you're worried about the stigma that's attached to it. But if you go to a group of people who are learning martial arts, that's something you can do really quick. It's a very low barrier to entry and you get those returns very quick. You learn how to cook that return on investment is, very immediate and now all of a sudden you can use that and you get into this oh i actually enjoy doing it this is something that i've always kind of thought oh i would like to learn how to do this but i've just stopped myself from doing it and now that there's an easier way to start there's this video online that i can follow oh i really like this i like how this tastes and i feel really good afterwards too like better than i do when i have taco bell or mcdonald's or you know insert your fast food here um 
And now you have some more control over that. And that's what, that's what it's all about is being able to take things that you, they seem like maybe it would be a little bit far off in the future. How can I use it now so that I can start to really enjoy it? And you never know the benefits that you actually get from them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not going to like, you're not coming to one of our things to become John Jones. That's not what it's about. Um, but, it is, <laughs> but it is kind of bringing you into the kind of, going, okay. And, and we do them in, in kind of um, spurts of like a month of, of doing it because we don't want it to be a kind of standard cooking class or standard martial arts class. Or anything like that. It's, it's about kind of having that interaction and understanding yourself and then giving you an idea of, okay, well, this is something I think I'm going to actually take on board. This is something that, that's definitely helped me with my anxiety, with my social um, issues. I'm going to find a, a club or, you know, something like that. And so it's giving you a way to kind of, okay, let's try this without having to, like you say, with a therapist, there's one, there's waiting lists. Yes, there's costs in certain places, but also the other one, and probably the one I think probably gets more people is who gets the right therapist first time out? <laughs> yeah, yes. It doesn't yes. happen. You just, you know, you, you have to go through all of them. And if you're, if you're having to pay for it or you're on a waiting list, that's just hellish. Whereas if you know that something helps you, if you know that when you're feeling stressed, you go into your room and you game, hey, that gaming is probably helpful kind of therapy so let's let's figure a way of getting you into that space then let's let's figure a way of, of helping you now maybe in the future we'll be able to get a, um, a game developer to come in and, and teach some basic code i don't know We've, there's loads of things we can there's everything we can do if you know if, if it's there so i think that's that that's the thing as well it, it does just give you that ability to immediately start there's the video and these are videos that are made for us and on youtube so there's the video right we can interact with that okay Oh, I really get, and I've said this before, if, if you, there's something you're like, this really helps me, tell us, we'll find someone to, to we'll, uh, you know, this is also the people that are doing these videos know what they're doing. We haven't just gone down the road. We haven't just gone to the pub and said, anyone know how to cook? Like we actually got people that have <laughs> worked in, like for the cooking videos, for instance, they are people who have worked in kitchens and have done, you know, um, and for the martial arts, they are trained martial artists um, and podcasts. RJ's on there. RJ's one of the videos telling you how to, how, how he started podcasts. So, you know, that, that's the thing for that. I think, um, yeah. And like you say, it's a low barrier to entry. And I think that's really important because how many people when they're in just a low mood, I'm not talking about people in crisis because that's something we, we don't really deal with because that's why we have those numbers because those numbers um, on the, our resources, they have emergency numbers. But if you're somebody that's really suffering, suffering from stress, just, just, I just need to do something. Well, Hey, why don't you try this? It's there. It's there. It's free. It's easy to access. You don't have to worry about anybody judging you. I think that's that's kind of behind it as well. Mm. And that you don't have to worry about anybody judging you thing. Like that is something that is the lowest barrier to entry is. Yeah, there's no nobody else there to worry about how they're looking at you. It's just ah, if I fuck it up, I fuck it up yeah. and try again or Nah, this isn't for me. I fucked it up or in wait uh, until you feel like trying it again and seeing how it goes. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be this massive thing that we build it up for. Like, you know, something that I use as a hobby is cooking. And I know when I get away from cooking because my mental health, the where I start the day is lower than it would be if I had been cooking some meals during the week and really putting myself out there. So like, that's something that I can, I pay attention to now, but how I got started was blue apron. Like I had cooked a little bit, but I didn't cook a lot because I didn't know that many recipes, didn't really know my way around. So I decided um, when my oldest child was born, I'm going to order blue apron for a couple months to make it easier for, um, you know, my ex and I with the kids, we don't have to go shopping. The recipes are right there. I just make it. We have a decent meal and that taught me how to cook for myself. It was basically taking a cooking class, but it was all like right there. And so having these YouTube videos like laid out or, or the videos laid out so that they're not super long, really easy to understand that it's that same thing. Like, okay, I could just, I could do this pretty, pretty easily. And 
if it takes me longer than what the video is, that's okay. There's nobody here to be like, that took so long. Like, I, I want to eat now. I want to eat right <laughs> now. Like, come on. But instead, it's just you get to focus on what you're doing and see how you actually enjoy it rather than how somebody else is kind of waiting on what you're doing. Yeah, I was going to ask what Blue Apron is, but I think you've explained it there. It's, I, I've heard of simpler <clears throat> things, like a box that comes through with recipes, right? That's exactly uh, exactly what it is. It's the box, like three meals, three to four meals at a time you can choose. It gets delivered to you with the recipes in the box. Yeah. And then uh, it walks you through step by step. Everything's pre-measured, so you just take it and pour it in. And Yeah. I mean, that's that's how a lot of people, that, that type of thing is how a lot of people start. I mean, I don't know about, mm-hmm. uh, about you, but in, in the UK, I um, when I was a secondary school i had cookery class which is actually quite funny because i knew how to cook before because my mum was a baker but um so making bread in in my class is brilliant because i didn't actually follow the recipe um i followed my mother's <laughs> <laughs> um but but that is the same kind of thing it's like oh here you go kids you know it, that's the way a lot of people learn so you go from there it's quite funny when you said about um you know i want to eat now because it just reminds me of sorted food because there's one of the people on sorted food um called jamie he always when he's cooking like they do a, they do a relay challenge because it's it's a bunch of friends some of them can cook some of them can't um and he always grabs something else and goes this is snacking food whilst i'm cooking <laughs> it's, it's always every time this is snacking i'm 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 intrigued now to put you on the spot have you looked at the recipes on the website now, ah, oh, ladies and gentlemen, well, <laughs> we've got a couple up. I can't actually remember which ones they are, but there are a couple of a couple of them up there that are easy. I think there's, I think one of them's a fridge cake, so that's a nice and easy one. And, and actually, an English fridge cake, a tiffin. So, um, I need, I need to now. That is something my youngest is really getting into. Like, he wants to bake, and he sees these things, oh. and he's like, "Can we make this?" And so. Hearing that, yeah, that is something that I'm going to be doing uh, next weekend with my youngest. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'll oh, yeah. post an update when Tiffin, it happens. Tiffin is a brilliant one. I'm, I think the Tiffin is like, I'm almost certain the Tiffin's up there. But um, if it is Tiffin, that's a really good one for kids. Um, so that's the thing as well, guys. You know, If you're doing this for yourself, there's also a way to connect with your kids. It may be that you do martial arts through there and go, oh, I'm interested in that. Oh, that's something I can do with my kids or my partner or something. And that yes. can also help other relationships as well. So it kind of kind of branch out of what you do because the things on there, even, and I know there's parents out there that think, no, bad, even gaming. Oh, well, maybe my brother wants to play and we can do that together. Maybe my dad wants to do that, you know, because dads out there, dads who have a go at their kids for video gaming, look me in the eyes and tell me you didn't play Tetris as a kid. All right, because Mario, did. right? <laughs> Mar- yeah, the, on the on the NES, on the, and I know for anybody out there that's a, a little bit younger, yes, there was something before this um, the SNES. It was the NES, um, and hell, yeah, I it was had, better. I had Pong as well, but previous to the NES, I had the I had Pong. Uh, Atari. <laughs> I had the I had the Commodore. <laughs> so, okay, okay. So like, I should have guessed because I knew that that was more popular in the UK. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Um, it's yeah, because because the Atari Japanese, I think it's just nearer to you. We had the Commodore, yeah. Um, yeah. And um, those things, those things help, and they can help you do something with the kids. And like I say, if it's for instance, it is the right one on there, the, the Tiffin cake, and you're saying about you, you know, you want to get your kids involved, something like that, something you can find out there that gets you involved. There's, there's no oven. It's all fridge. Let's <laughs> just mix things together. Maybe melt some chocolate, but mix a load of things together. Put it in. <gasps> We've got like bars of chocolatey things that you did and makes you feel good because you've also, you know, there's so many things you can do from those. And it is important, like you say, when, you, when you're not cooking, you start to realize, oh, I haven't cooked in a while. I do the same thing when, I, when I'm not running. And, you know, that, that's actually been a thing for me recently that I'm just like, I feel shit because I haven't done a marathon in a while. And it's like, I, and I know for some people, they're just going to go, well, that, that, defines you as crazy for doing marathons but um but i'm like that's that's something that i i found helped a long time ago um you know during the pandemic my god you know i couldn't do martial arts i i couldn't really run anywhere i was like i, I, I don't know well, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go stir crazy um and i bought a rowing machine that like the first thing i did I, I bought a rowing machine in the pandemic because i was like no i need to do something to keep me going and that that's it you know the, the therapy is way more than just talking to someone. Yes. And it's when you have these things that you know, 
like how can improve your baseline for your mood, right? Let alone your mental health, like where your brain is like day to day. So are you ruminating on the things that are going wrong on the negativity or do you get to a place where things just are? And as you go through it, you notice that you can experience the joy and the excitement of things. And then you can also experience some things that go shit, but when they go shit, they're not world enders, right? It's just, Oh, this just happened. So, so when you notice you're in that space, take stock of what you do every day, like, or every week or, and then when you get to your mood being low, you can go back and be like, what was I doing during those times that my mood was at a place where I could start to start to like feel everything. And then you could be like, okay, am I doing these things? No, I'm not. How can I incorporate them back into my life? Like things that I've done, I've fallen off of working out for a couple of months and I've looked back and I'm like, what was I doing during that time that I'm not doing now? Oh, I wasn't, uh, I, I wasn't, I stopped kind of going to my Kung Fu workout class. Like I thought I could work out on my own. I fucking didn't. I need that class. It's going to help me. What, what my body's not feeling like great. I'm feeling kind of bloated. Oh, I haven't been cooking for myself. I've been, you know, making the freezer meals, making these, uh, the microwavable quick stuff because I'm a single dad. So those quick things, they, they can be, the only thing that I'll eat in a day because I got to do something quick. And now that's all I've been eating. Oh, I need to take 30 to 45 minutes and just cook something decent. Mm -hmm. And okay. Another thing that up is going to love is journaling. When was the last time oh, I journaled? It's in my head. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> and so like, okay. I, and I go through different cycles of journaling. I will go through journaling every day for a few months and they'll be like, I just don't, I'm not getting the benefit from journaling that I was during then. So I'm just going to do it when I feel like it. And then sometimes I got to go back to journaling every day because it's like, okay, it worked for me that it, I was doing it for a few months when I felt like it, which was, it's usually like three or four times a week. Oh, I need to go back to every day because I notice that I'm not clearing the things out of my head that would make space for new ones. And so understanding and looking back at all of these things, I'm like, I can see where it lowers my mental health baseline every day. My, you know, my mood, different things. Okay. I want to raise that baseline back up. I can go back to these things that I know I can bring into my life and they'll work. It's one of those things too, is trying new things. Yeah. Oh, it's been a long time since I tried something new. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when, when you started speaking about in my head, I just went journaling. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a big proponent. Um, if anyone remembers the days of my um, of my streaming, uh, double journaling, specifically double journaling, because um, it allows you to do both, kind of almost like a diary entry, uh, but also at the same time making sure to take take stock at your of your ups and downs, almost like um, a written graph of of how you are, whilst also secondarily saying what's going on. Um, so I'm I'm a big proponent of, of double journaling. I think it can be very helpful um, because, and especially if you're in talking therapy, because one of the big things about talking therapy is, hey, you know, how have things been? Well, just all of us will go, no, it's fine. Oh, things like, you know, well, hey, this, here's my, I know exactly how I've been, what I've done, what, you know, and, and so taking stock of it is always important. I mean, yeah, the things you said there as well, and, and things that you may not even realize i think when you do stuff sometimes is that's also giving you something else so for instance kung fu sticky hands is going to give you a, a have you, you got into sticky hands yet no i'm not sure um movement of hands together as one. Oh, with somebody else yeah yes yeah okay so st sticky hands um so that gives you also gives you something else that, that also gives you a movement a connection to somebody Far more mm -hmm. than necessarily just throwing them. My background's judo. Um, <laughs> so there's also a, a different type of connection there that you may not even realize that you're getting out of the thing you're doing. Because in your head, it's just, okay, I've missed Kung Fu, but actually I've also missed maybe some kind of human, true human interaction and, and, and touch and just anything yep. like that. And I, yeah, it is, it is good to be able to recognize and see that. And you can see the ebbs and flows and you might go, oh, well, because I like this, that also means I'm going to like that. Because you might go, oh, well, actually, maybe salsa dancing is, is something to do now because, you know, you're, you're dancing with someone, you've got a connection with someone, you know, you're doing that. I did salsa like, I don't know, 
two months of salsa and um I, I'm lucky to still be here. I think I, 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 <laughs> I think I think I was near to breaking every bone in my body. But uh, but it's you know it's one of those things that it might be right for you because you've realised that because there's a, a ping pong machine in a lot of our brains that go well that's right so there there and then then you know it's, it's that kind of journey I think. Yeah, absolutely is, and <clears throat> life gets lifey from time to time, right? <laughs> like life gets in the way and. Sometimes we have to drop some of the things that are going to be a benefit to us. Like my kids have been sick for the past two to three weeks, like going back and forth from one to the other, one to the other. And it just ends up being, well, okay, this is a, I can't go to my workout class. And some of it, you're right, is the, the community, is that connection that I have with the people there. That that's why I push myself harder when I'm there than I do at home. And then, but my kids are sick. I can't just go drop everything I'm doing and go to my workout class or drag them along while they're sick. It's like, that's irresponsible. So I had to miss it for a week and a half. Mm. Okay. No wonder why my mood is starting a little bit lower. When, when is the next time that I can make time to go to that? Let's make sure that I get there. Um, and <clears throat> if I can't, okay let's put in some more walks in nature into my schedule because it doesn't give me that same level of a boost, but it's still, it gives me something so that it raises the floor a little bit. And that being able to understand what works, all these little things that you can add things that you can do to be able to, you know, supplement sometimes when your ideal things don't work out. Okay. This is something that I can do that will fill in good enough for a little bit yeah yeah seeing those and understanding those and that again that's kind of why we have the videos and we're always looking for more people if you know your stuff on something do contact us because we can we can put that in uh, because that's the point for some people is i mean especially during the pandemic and that's probably one of the uh, bigger things behind the, the charity as well is that so many people are finding stuff online because they weren't able to do other things you know i wasn't able to I mean, a big one for me that I didn't even mention was travel. I travel a lot. I've um, so far, I just came back from the US. I was technically in the US for um, at the beginning of this year, although I flew, I flew, I flew back. But I was there for at least a day in the US because I was there for Christmas and New Year. I I've been to um, uh, my God, where have I gone? I've been in Finland and I've been in Albania so far this year, and I'm, I constantly love to travel because it just it helps sometimes with things. And so that wasn't possible. Okay, well, what can we do around that? Can we talk about different cultural interactions? And, and maybe then we move into the cooking and, and show, okay, well, this is the cooking from this kind of country or whatever. Um, and it's so important to have that, as you say, as, as a stopgap for sometimes, but also sometimes as, a, as an eye opener of something else that actually might enjoy that. You know, your walks in the in nature might turn into a jog in nature. And then you go, oh, actually, this is it's all right. Okay, cool. Or sightseeing, and you might turn into a bird watcher, or you know, oh, it's enjoy. You know, it's fun seeing all the colourful. You know, and that that opens something else up. Um, because I think so often, especially when we're, we're kind of stuck in ourselves and our own mental health, we aren't open in any way to something new because everything feels like it's too much. Uh, because it's we've tried it, we've seen it. That's that's what's beating us down. And it's just giving you something if it's clicking on a video that some part of your brain relates to or, you know, seeing somebody else's story that you have some um, interaction and, uh, and understanding of. That's really important to then kind of move you forward and move you in different directions. And you start to see that there are things out there that may be helpful or just that there's something out there. Because that's also something that I think a lot of us can can feel when we're in that kind of hell is that there is nothing out there. You know, we're putting on a on a, on a, a show or a website or whatever just to try and feel anything. And so to try and have those things that you can interact with is kind of why we do them. Whether that's a short term thing of like, oh well, I just I just like watching um, this workout that you've got on there. I just like watching someone play D&D. We are looking for D&D people, by the way, on the charity, to please. Um, <laughs> so, but, or, or, or that it's, you go, actually, you know what? That, that you have that little bit of lucidness and you're going, okay, I've got to eat something properly. Oh, okay, there's this. I'll try this. 
just those interactions I think are so important because so often we lose sight of there being anything else. And uh, I don't know about in, in the US, but a lot of time in the UK, it's like, okay, but you need to make the step. You need to come and do it. It's like, yeah, but I don't want to. Like if you're at home, you've got your phone. Your phone is always on you. That takes a lot less interaction. You can be in bed, not getting out of bed, not watching anything else, but, and still scrolling or looking through sites. So you can still interact with some of the videos that we have and maybe hopefully get something out of it. Whereas a lot of the time it's just like, well, we've made this appointment for you. Fuck your appointments. I don't know when I'm going to feel shit. Your appointments mean nothing to me. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so I think that's a really important thing for, for people as well. And that's kind of why we do it. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> everything that we're talking about here, which is fairly purposeful on our part is introducing ourselves to mindfulness and like taking this awareness that we are creating, cultivating in the self-awareness that we have and intentionally, you know, removing some of that judgment that we can have inside and okay, what is working for me and being able to work through so that, Oh, I know this about myself. I know if I'm, you know, my mood is a little bit, has a little bit of a lower floor right now. Like that's where my neutral is. That's where I'm just starting from. Okay. I can add these different things. And sometimes just that excitement of something new is enough to give you that boost that, Oh, I didn't even, I forgot what excitement really felt like. I thought that I knew what excitement was like, but this excitement, I, I really like that. And I like the feeling at the end, like I've accomplished something. I did something that I really liked. Yeah. I mean, it's, and mindfulness, as you say, being quite purposeful about how we talk, because it, it's something that we are now introducing. Well, it's always been there, but it's something we're introducing as a course for the charity as well. Um, everyone's kind of going through the, the, the course until we kind of fully allow it uh, open to the public but it's something that i've kind of always interacted with of, of seeing who you are and, and like you say whether something is really exciting because how many times and if anyone remembers from when i was a streamer there was a specific phrase that was goddamn banned i'm fine nope try again because that's something and i think that's that kind of the first step of mindfulness is that's our response oh i'm fine yeah, 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 because, you know, you're at work and it's been a busy day, so I'm fine. Okay, right, now let's let's try again and again and again. How are you in this moment? How is your mind truly? Now, it might be that when you get down to it, you're having a fucking awesome day and you just haven't had time to stop and realise how awesome it is. Yes. So you, you, you've got, I don't know, you've just got a brand new job. You've just got um, a tax rebate. You've just got a new um, partner. You've just got... Um, uh, you, know, you just won the lottery, whatever. And you're like, actually, I, I, you know what? I'm fucking fantastic. But that's not what your mind tells you. So your mind isn't even allowing you to be truly excited or uplift the mood because I'm fine means nothing. It means nothing. If you're truly good, you say, I'm good, I'm awesome, I'm great, whatever. If you're bad, you say, I'm shit, I'm bad. I, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Fine means nothing. It means nothing when it comes to our mood and it's just the automated response that so many of us do and it's why it was banned when i was when i was a streamer because it fine means nothing and i think once you take away that and yes if anyone remembers me from when i was streaming i, I was literally making you be mindful um <laughs> it was forceful mindfulness it's, it's to try and get you to go okay how am i really because mm -hmm. you may not also be awesome you may be nearing the depths of hell you don't know because that hasn't caught up with you yet you're going too fast but when your busy week ends at work when your busy month ends at work when you're um actually have that talk with your partner that you've been putting off whenever that happens suddenly you're going to fall off a cliff whereas if you were actually mindful seeing it understanding it accepting it being non-judgmental of your actions in the moment as they are, one, you could be amazing. Okay, I'm really good. I want to take advantage of this. I want to set things up to try and keep my mood at this level as we go forward or at least make sure that I don't drop. Or, okay, things are about to happen that are not good. I'm not good right now. Before I fall off that cliff, I want to put fucking barriers up. You know, you, you want to be able to be aware and understand without having to be judgmental of how you are. 
And I think that's why a lot of people say I'm fine is because they're worried about the judgment, their personal judgment of it or somebody else's judgment of how they're actually doing. Um, I always say this within the UK and the US, one of the worst things, and it's just second nature to us in the UK, but one of the worst things we do is we ask you how you are as a greeting. Are you all right? Is literally what we say. And we, we're not asking, um, which is a weird thing. Are you, here's, the, here's the little tester for anyone from um, the US that comes over. If we, are, if we say, are you okay? We want to know. If we say, are you all right? It's hello. Uh, but it's very confusing for a lot of people. But also I, I would say in that is if in the UK we say, are you okay? We are asking you. Fine isn't the answer. We're actually saying, are you okay? Tell us. And allow you, actually allow yourself to, to give an answer to friends as well. Because, you know, if your friends are asking, are you okay? They're your friends for a fucking reason. Like, <laughs> tell them. Tell them. You know what? I am fucking terrible. Or, actually, guys, I won the lottery. Drinks are on me. Um, <laughs> on this channel, that's lemonade. But for me... Um, <laughs> but it's it's you know it's it's what it is it, it, it's actually understanding how you are and i think that's that's a really purposeful thing that we don't allow ourselves to do sometimes and it's something that when people ask me you know in a lot of places in the united states i'd say most it's hey how you doing mm. like and it may not even be the hey it's how you doing how's it going how's yeah. it you know how's life those kind of things and it is just kind of like agree to like, Oh, fine. Yeah. Good. Like, mm. but what I do now is I'll sit and I'll pause and they'll see me kind of like looking up and looking around. They're like, yeah, I'm pretty good. Or, you know, it's, it's going, it's not great, but things are moving forward. So that's, that's enough right now. And they're like, wait, what was that pause? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I was checking in with myself to see how is actually, how I'm actually doing. Like, how is today actually, how is, the past week how is the past month are things actually do you know decent like sometimes my answer is busy i don't really know right now because it's busy yeah. so uh i literally cannot take stock of what those emotions are because i am too busy to actually be able to check in and feel i just have to keep moving right now because that's what i have to do in my life and that's okay like there's times that that's going to happen but when you slow down, can you take that inventory? Okay, what am I actually feeling right now? Where is it coming from? What is this What is this feeling in my stomach? Where is this originating from? Oh, this is coming from that moment that happened two weeks ago. Before I got, like right at the beginning when I got super busy, I haven't been able to process it till now. I have a little bit of, I have a little bit of anxiety over that. Like, I'm really nervous. What if this doesn't work the way that I want it to? Okay. And now you can start to take stock of those things. And that's really, you know, mindfulness helps with those tools that you're going to develop to be able to realize what is actually, what is actually going on in your life and how you are feeling and can use it going forward. And so like with the course, having the vocabulary to be able to create these tools that you can come back to again and again, things that maybe you developed, didn't realize they were mindfulness things that now you can intentionally bring out when it's necessary and maybe put into your life weekly, maybe put into your life three times a week, four times a week so that you can take stock and just understand yourself going forward. And that's really something that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, it, and there's, there's so many actions that you can make mindful actions. Um, I think the, the big one for me is, is um, mindful, uh, eating, I think, is one of the the best ways doing it because the amount of people that um, you know, maybe you're a you're a food critic. I don't know, maybe or maybe you just like to cook or maybe whatever. Being able to take the moment, and you can do this either with your meal or you can simply do it with a bar of chocolate. I wouldn't advise American chocolate, but a bar of chocolate. Um, you know, you can just take that moment to to really taste to to allow your focus to be there on that so that you're allowing yourself to understand, see what you're doing and be fully in that moment to then allow you to move on to yourself. 
you, you focus yourself in on all the experiences because you're still in that moment. It's not that you're taking yourself out of it. You are focusing it, but you are that experience, that taste, that satisfaction, that experience is still what you are. And that, that that's a really helpful one because it allows you to kind of refocus um, because there's so many, like you said, there's so many mindful actions that you can do daily. And, you know, chocolate bar a day isn't going to do you that that bad unless it's one of the yard of chocolate. Um, you know, you're, you're going to be fine from that. And so that that is so important. The one thing I would say is... Um, mindfulness doesn't need you to slow down but i get the point um <laughs> it's it's how you it's, yeah it's what's best we're going to use the thing that we both say here it's what's best for you it's it, yep. it's easy to slow down you slow down if you're not somebody that that slows down in that fashion um then then it's not something you do but it's just it's whatever's right for you but that's the whole point of mindfulness is to find out what's you um, and the, I mean, the, the big thing that has an impact on your life is I think it's one of the biggest ways of finding out whether you're self-sabotaging because mm. you're self-sabotaged at some point, but you don't know you are half the time. You don't realize it, whether it's that that's a relationship, whether it's a job, you'd be doing something that because either it could be a job because you, um, you have imposter syndrome and you just don't think you're worthy of that job. So you're doing things just not realizing it that are sabotaging your place there, but you don't realize that because you haven't checked in, you haven't allowed yourself to understand how you're really doing right now and to understand it and to see it and to be non-judgmental of your actions. Once you can do that, you can either think, well, actually, this, if I'm self-sabotaging, this job isn't for me, or, okay, no, I am, I can do this. I'm, I am right for this. And you can, you can adjust that. Same thing in relationships. You can think that your partner's too good for you. And yep. or you could be somebody that is so worried about um, you know, them leaving you because that's been the past. And so you're actively doing things to push them away. You don't but you don't know that. They see it, but you don't. Because mm-hmm. you know, the person in the person in the crowd tends to see the game better than the, the person on the pitch. So I think that's that's something that's so important with mindfulness as well when we're when we're interacting with it because it's full awareness of what's happening right now and it's that awareness that has to happen along with our relaxation and openness to understand it because we can be doing mindfulness actions wine tasters do mindful actions they're doing mindful eating effectively but they have no awareness of truly what's doing it because their mind is so secured on something else but then once you add in that ability that's different there's so many ways in which we can interact with it and so many of us do mindful things that we don't even realize are mindful and that's the separating point for a lot of us and for those who don't know pitch is a soccer field for those in uh, the united states like just want just want to make sure everybody's aware of uh, pitch not any other sport in the u.s we well there's a pitcher for baseball that's what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they like there's, but that's not, that's not the field. Like, right. Okay. I go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that, uh, people, <laughs> I also wanted to, you know, talk about some of those cultural differences. That... <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, UK and the U S are two, two, um, uh, two countries separated by the same language. <laughs> yes yes absolutely and that's but you know when you have sarcasm to bridge that gap like now you're not speaking english you're speaking sarcasm that's why we get along so well i'm gonna keep making that joke because i beat it beat jokes <laughs> in the ground let's go that's, that's also something to be aware of actually if you're looking at stuff online um uh, and even yes. with, with, even with our videos or anything that's helping you be aware of the way that we use words differently because those words can mean completely different goddamn things. Ooh, yes, that is something that I teach my clients like and I, you know others I'm I have so many videos on this on social media define words for yourself, right? Look at the context that they're using the word so you can kind of figure out how they're using the word, maybe you have a different word for it, but if somebody keeps using these words that you see on social media that you see in these other spaces and you don't understand it create your own definition for it so that you can apply it to your own life. Like it's in the same realm. It's in the same um, like understanding of that, what that word is, but making it your own makes it so that you can implement it into your life a lot better than 
um, than you can otherwise. Right. So like forgiveness, I've defined forgiveness for myself, like boundaries. That's just a word that so many people use. It's used differently all the time. So taking those things and defining them for yourself is really, really important. And then also have that understanding, like you just said, that the way that people use words are going to be different than you because they're their own person. They have their own understanding. And, and yeah, cultural differences. I mean, there's a, there's a such a stupid one um, that I remember because I had um, for, for self-defense classes, I had uh, two clients come over from the U.S. And we were in the hell were we we were in um hungary and we saw penguins and we had a discussion about domestication of animals and i found out that domesticating does not definitively mean the same in the uk as it does in the us so simple words words that for all intensive purposes are the same that can be something just a little bit different because what the points we we're making was in american english uh, pigeons were the first domesticated animal in British English they weren't because the domestication means something just a little bit different in the two languages and it's so strange because domestication in all other terms domestic um, you know dog or the domestication of dogs is the same it means exactly the same yeah. One, one, one tiny little thing. It wasn't until I literally Googled the word because I couldn't understand the argument we were having. I couldn't quite get my, because I'm like, but I'm not wrong. But they were adamant they weren't from the same thing. And I was like, what the hell? And I literally found it and just went, oh, neither of us are wrong. <laughs> and that, that's also, yes. as a point, to yes. make, you, may, you may be talking at cross purposes, but you may not be wrong. One of you doesn't need to be wrong for both of you to be right. <laughs> so like you can be right without them being wrong and they can be right without you being wrong. And I think that that's important. And it can be such a small nuance in language that completely changes it. And it's really important to, to see. And I think a lot of times when we do cross purposes in terms of uh, mental health, that one little thing can just really fuck it up for someone, even though what they were saying was actually helpful if you'd have understood or if they have understood you. Yes. And then like the thing with social media too, is that lack of context. Like you have to get things, you get things through so quickly that you remove some of that context to make it work. So being, having that understanding that, Oh, I kind of like what they said, but don't just take it verbatim, take it and try to figure out more information about it because there's probably some, as you said, nuances, there's definitely some context that's missing out of that, that you'd be able to use probably. Mm. And that is, that's important to remember too. So up as we're kind of winding this down, people want to uh, stay in touch with you. How can they best do that? Yeah. So, I mean, come over to my podcast is, is probably the, the, the easiest one. So um, I have uh, the um, it's good to talk podcast. So uh, come and check in with us there. That's where I am. I do not exist on social media anymore. When I left um, as a streamer, I left social media full stop. So that is literally, I exist on YouTube and YouTube alone. Um, but do, of course, uh, go on to upformentalhealth.org. Um, that's where you can find the resources. You can find a bit about our expertise. It's the way I worded it. I made the website. <laughs> but, um, kind of where, where we are, what our knowledge base is. So um, self-development, for instance, is under um rj uh, mindfulness meditations under mine um and then personal um policy makings under mine and different things like that so you can read up a little bit about us and who we are but also get those resources and just how you might be able to help so that's always a, a good one to check out but yeah it's good to talk um podcast um i'm sure in the description will be uh, the details as well so you can come find um but i do have some other some other youtube channels but i think if you're looking for me in terms of who i am here that's the one that's going to be the right one for you. And where can they find more information about the charity? Oh, yeah. Like I say, upformentalhealth.org. So that's the one, upformentalhealth.org. Um, just go on there and you can find out kind of when it was created, what was the point um, that was written when I was probably a little bit more lucid. So uh, it will make a lot more sense than potentially how I said it here. <laughs> the, the thing about, <clears throat> as we've talked about this entire podcast mental health you know even if you want to take it to sobriety everything around that 
taking these little steps is a part of your mental health. Taking these little steps is a part of developing that life that you're choosing to live how you want to live instead of just letting kind of life take over and being caught in the circumstances of it. And the circumstances are still going to happen. Like the life is still going to happen. It's just how you approach it, how you bounce back, how you interact with life is going to change. Honestly, it is going to change for you. How you look at it is going to change. And that's, that's something that will allow you to be who you want to be going through life. And that's really important. So go to, go to uppermentalhealth.org, you know, and just check out some of those resources, uh, leave some comments, let us know how we're doing some things that maybe you'd like to see, give us some suggestions. If you'd like to record a short video, um, do all of that good stuff. And then go to, go to ups. Let's um, it's good to talk channel and like, you know, let him know how amazing of a person he is. So, oh, and actually, sorry, also completely forgot um, stupidly the Up for Mental Health um, YouTube channel as well. So you can go over there and we have some podcasts and also a couple of guided meditations. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, you can go go check that out as well. Yes. Subscribe and keep in contact with, with both me, RJ, Leah, anyone else as well. Yes. And there's some really great podcasts there, too, that you'll get a, you'll get a lot from that. It's not just about what we talked about here. Like it's it's a lot of different life things that we talk about and just the lived experience that we can kind of relate to you. So um, yeah, thanks for tuning in for untapped keg podcast where we talk about mental health and sobriety so that you can take something and implement into your own life. RJ Zimmerman, leave us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, Let us know how much you love up so that I can show it to them and be like, Hey, people want to see you back. So you're going to have to come back and be a guest, but yeah, if you could leave a rating, send this podcast to somebody who you think could benefit from it and just hit that subscribe button. Really appreciate it. Um, have a great week, everybody. Let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today because at least we don't make it. We tried. I love you.